This is Kendra Connor, worship leader at Christ Center Church, and you are listening to Christ Centered Cast. When I was in middle school, I had the opportunity to be involved in Teens Involved, um, which was a part of Word of Life. And Teens Involved was just a program where you were able to use um, the gifts and talents that God gave you, whether it was through Bible storytelling, preaching, puppets. Um, There were just so many different things. And I personally loved puppets and Bible storytelling. Um, But in eighth grade, I had the opportunity to do a Bible story based on Luke 2, 41 through 52. And that passage is, where is Jesus? Uh, When Jesus is in the temple and his parents leave him there. And the uh, slides for today are actually the slides that I used way back then uh, that my mom made. So I thought it was really cool um, and exciting that I was able to use them again. When I shared the story, though, back then, it was kind of just handed to me in a script. And we memorized it, and we shared it that way. And when thinking about what I wanted to share tonight, I wanted to revisit that passage Um, but internalize it more and learn more about it and what was going on at that time and learn um, the biblical truths from it. So tonight, that is the passage that we are going to be looking at. Luke 2, 41 through 52. I'm going to read the whole thing and then we are going to work through it. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began searching for him among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, asking them questions, And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Luke wrote the book of Luke um, because he wanted to take what was shared in all of the other Gospels and make it more concise for believers. And some of the accounts in Luke have more information, while others have less, while some just aren't there. Um, he wrote Luke to give us an overview of Jesus' life and ministry. At the beginning of Luke 2, we see Jesus' birth, and then we see him being presented in Jerusalem. In verses 39 and 40, we see that once all that needed to be done after the birth of Jesus was completed, Mary and Joseph returned home. Jesus grew in ways that all children do. He grew in physical strength, he was filled with wisdom, and intellectual abilities and knowledge. He was guided by God. 
God's loving presence, filled Jesus' life from the very beginning. Tonight we are going to pick up in Luke 2.41, where we will find Jesus and his family traveling to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. Tonight we are going to see how Jesus is always exactly where he needs to be. Let's take a look at Luke 2.41 and 52 again. It says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. Every year, um, Jesus and his family would go to Jerusalem three times for three different feasts as part of the custom. And here we see that they're going to celebrate Passover. And we see that he is 12 years old. And I don't know about you, but 12 years old was a rough time for me. So I can't imagine <laughs> what it was like here. Um, but we see that they went up according to custom. And Jesus being 12 years old is important because during this time when you turned 13, you were officially entering the Jewish community. And uh, during this time, it was tradition for you uh, a few years prior to go and see what it was going to be like in the temple. So that is what Jesus is doing here. He is going and he is going to learn about the history and the worship of God and God's people. Let's continue on. In 43, it says, and when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. At the beginning, I shared that Jesus grew in ways that all children do, and in verse 16 of Luke 2, we actually see that he is described as the baby. And then in verse 40, he's described as the child. And then in verse 43, he's described as the boy, showing that he grew throughout the um, passage of Luke 2. We see that the feast ended, Mary and Joseph were getting ready to pack up and head back, assuming that Jesus was with them. Again, at this time when they traveled in caravans, the younger children and the women traveled in the front and the men and the older boys traveled in the back. And since Jesus was around that age where he could fall in either category, his parents just assumed they were with the other, therefore leaving him behind. They traveled, as we see, the entire day until they came to set up camp and they realized that he was not there. They searched among everyone, couldn't find him, so they decided to go back. Have you ever been lost or known of someone very close to you that was lost? Um, it can be scary and anxiety-inducing not knowing where you are or not knowing where they are. So I can't imagine how Mary and Joseph felt in this situation, not knowing where their son was, um, possibly blaming themselves and one another for not knowing where he was, and they decided to head back. At this time, Jesus was preparing through earthly growth for a heavenly mission. And when they were traveling back, Mary and Joseph were probably just ready to travel back home. When thinking about losing someone, I think about the time my family went to the sandwich fair and we lost my mom. Um, we, every year we go to the sandwich fair 
and we went with some family, and we went with some friends, and we were just walking around. There's a lot of people at the fair, normally any fair you go to, and we were doing something, and when we turned around, she was gone, and nobody knew where she went. Um, so a sense of panic set in, because there's a lot of people there, and the cell service is terrible, if you've ever been, and uh, we didn't know how to get a hold of her. So we lost her, or so we thought. Uh, so we were panicking, we were looking for her. There was actually a retired police officer with us who set up a search party. <laughs> um, we ended up all taking perimeters of the fair to try to find her. We couldn't find her. Um, and there is a spot in the middle of the fair where you kind of go up some steps and you can see out. And we were up there and somebody spotted her naturally curly hair and was able to see where she was and we were able to find her. And when we found her, we gave her a hard time because that's what you do. Um, but we talked about how we lost her and she just kept saying, I knew where I was, I wasn't lost. So having that mindset kind of made the story different where she knew where she was, she was just away from the group she wasn't really lost. So let's see if that's how this situation unfolds as well. Picking up in verse 46. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. So first, Mary and Joseph are traveling back. They've been searching for three days, according to verse 46, which I can't imagine as a parent the uh, anxiety that set in for them not being able to find their son, um, wondering what happened to him, wondering where he was. But after three days, they found him there. And... It probably wasn't surprising to them that he was in the temple. What was probably surprising, though, was that he was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions and teaching them and learning from them. And we see that everyone who was there was amazed that he was doing this because it was something that they had never seen before and it was something that they would probably never see again. So we have the teachers and the people watching being amazed but then we see a different type of amazement from Mary and Joseph. It says, and when his parents saw him, they were astonished. This astonishment was more so of a, they can't believe that he didn't go back with them and they can't believe that their son did this to them. And then as any child probably has, he gets scolded by his mom. And she says, why have you treated us this way? We've been searching for you in great distress. We didn't know where you were. And it was just interesting to me to see those two different types of reactions, because that happens in life now. Something will happen, and everyone, some people will react one way, while others will react another. And in this case, it was two different astonishments of, wow, he's so young, and he's teaching these people in the temple, and also his parents saying, I can't believe that you did this to us, it looks like we lost you. Moving on into verse 49, 
we see that Jesus says to them, and he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all of these things in her heart. So just as my mom said that she wasn't lost, Jesus is also saying that he wasn't lost. He was exactly where he needed to be at that time. And Mary and Joseph probably didn't see it that way as his parents. Um, and it even says that they didn't understand why he was saying that. It's interesting to note that when Mary, in verse 48, says that your father and I have been searching for you, Jesus responds by saying, did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Capital F, father's house. So there is the contrast between his earthly parents and his heavenly parents. In this case, we see that Jesus' primary identity was with God and his heavenly father, not his earthly parents. Sometimes in life, we get into that situation as well, where we find our identity in different things. We find it in our jobs. We find it in our relationships. We find it in our hobbies. Um, our primary identity, though, should be found in God, just as Jesus's was. And we see that Mary and Joseph didn't understand what he was saying um, because he had a heavenly mission in mind. He knows what is in store, but he has to continue to grow. Again, he's only 12, but he knows what that mission is going to be. We see that Jesus respected his parents and went back with them to Nazareth and obeyed them and continued to grow and continued to learn. And at the end of verse 51, we see, and his mother treasured up all of these things in her heart. That verse is actually repeated a few times throughout Luke. Um, anytime she basically came into a situation where something unique happened with Jesus, um, something that she might not have understood, but she knew that there was a reason for it. So this is just another situation where Mary might not have understood the purpose of Jesus staying back, the purpose of her freaking out and being nervous of where he was, um, but she knew that there was something there. The account closes out by saying, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. This is another verse that is repeated throughout Luke, both um, when describing Jesus and when describing John the Baptist in one of the accounts. With this, we see that Jesus had his relationships in order, both with people and with God. He was going through all types of growth to prepare to embark on his heavenly mission. After this account in Luke, Jesus isn't um, described as a child again or a young boy. After this account as a 12-year-old, it jumps to him being a 30-year-old and already very submersed in his um, ministry. It's also interesting to note that the first recorded um, speaking of Jesus as a young boy or a child is him saying, don't you know that I need to be in my father's house? That first recorded instance as a child is him saying, I have a mission that I need to fulfill 
You might not understand it now, but it's something that I'm called to do. It's also um, interesting to note that this is the last account where Joseph is mentioned. Um, so there's speculation as to what might have happened to him between the time that Jesus was a child and the time that he started his ministry. But this was the last account where Jesus is discussed um, as a young child and with Joseph as his father. So what do we learn from this account? This passage, the story of Jesus growing up and going to Jerusalem and staying behind because that's where he felt that he was called to be and his parents not understanding that. In the passage, Jesus was only a child growing up like every other child, like each and every one of us here. He was full of wisdom and intent on fulfilling what was expected of him by his heavenly father, even when that caused anguish among his earthly parents who couldn't understand exactly what was going on with Jesus. He was fully human, yet he was the son of God, and he was given to them by God to raise. Can't imagine the pressure that must have been like for them. This account sets us up for the gospel story, the story of how the world would receive this man who was fully man and fully God as he left his home with Mary and Joseph to enter into his father's ministry as he was called to do. Jesus was exactly where he needed to be, and he always is. Mary and Joseph thought Jesus was lost, but he wasn't. Again, he was exactly where he needed to be. He was in the temple growing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. He was preparing for his ministry. Tonight, are you feeling lost? Are you feeling like you drifted away from God, from ministry, from church community? Jesus is exactly where you need him to be at all times. He hasn't moved. He's there. You will always be able to find him. Are you ready to return to him after being lost? Are you ready to answer the call of ministry like Jesus did? We know who Jesus is, yet we cannot know fully how the world will learn who he is and how he will accomplish the roles of Savior, Messiah, and Lord given to him at birth. We remain like his parents, though, treasuring what we know in our hearts, but not yet understanding how it will all fit together. He's in control, though, so we need to do what we are called to do and treasure what we know in our hearts and give the rest to him. Let's pray. God, thank you for the opportunity to study your word and to dive into it and to learn. I thank you for this account in Luke of Jesus being a young boy who knew what his mission was in life and knew exactly where he needed to be at that time and throughout the rest of his ministry. I pray that you will help us tonight if we're feeling lost or if we feel like we have drifted away from you, away from friends and family, our community um, here at church. I pray that you will help us to um, come back to you because you are always there when we need us and you never move. 
I pray that you will help us to find our true primary identity in you and not in the different things of this world. And I just pray this all in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Check back next week for the continuation of Me Evangelism. God bless.